BusinessNet Explorer, product news podcast channel. This is BNE Product News, supporting specifiers and buyers. This podcast is sponsored by the BNE Product News Podcast Library. Well, hi, this is Mick DeLayburn for BusinessNet Explorer, and welcome to a special edition of our Brand Leader interview series. Well, evaporative cooling is not a new air conditioning technique. Its use can be traced all the way back to ancient Egyptians, wafting air over water-filled pots. However, its popularity for providing high-capacity, low-energy cooling has recently exploded, largely due to its use in modern data centres. Today we are joined by Dave Marshall-George, Sales Director at Humidity Control Specialist Condair, to look at how humidifiers can be used in air handling units to take advantage of this energy and cost-efficient cooling strategy. Dave joins us on the phone. Well, hi Dave. Thank you for joining us today on the B&E Product News podcast for the construction and building service industry. Hi Mick, and thanks for inviting me to explore the evaporative cooling opportunity for HVAC system specifiers. So Dave, let's start initially with the science. Could you talk us through the physics of evaporative cooling? The physics of evaporative or adiabatic cooling, as it's sometimes referred to, is based around a transfer of energy. As water transforms from its liquid state into a gaseous state, it consumes energy. And this energy is taken from the air in the form of heat or thermal energy. In order to evaporate one kilo of water at 15 degrees C, around 680 watts of thermal energy is used. Which means that for every kilo of water evaporated into an atmosphere, 680 watts of evaporative cooling is achieved. Now, for a mechanical cooler to deliver 680 watts of cooling, it would consume around 220 watts of electrical energy. However, it's possible for a single evaporative humidifier to deliver over a thousand kilograms of moisture and a resulting 680 kilowatts of cooling while still operating on less than half a kilowatt of electrical energy. Amazingly, that's over 500 times the cooling delivered from a mechanical cooling system from a very similar amount of electrical energy. But the potential to use evaporative cooling is limited by how much moisture the air can absorb. And this comes down to its relative humidity. If the air is already very humid, evaporative cooling's effect is limited, but not necessarily eliminated. As some AHU strategies will still greatly benefit from evaporative cooling, even in very humid climates. What are the main strategies for using evaporative cooling in air handling units? Well, there are three. Direct evaporative cooling, indirect evaporative cooling, and another form of indirect, which we call exhaust air indirect. Now, the first is quite simple. Direct evaporative cooling. The AHU brings in fresh outside air. It passes it through an adiabatic humidifier where it absorbs moisture and is cooled. This then cooled air is supplied into the indoor environment. A percentage of the indoor air is continually vented outside, thus allowing more cooled fresh air in. This strategy is ideal for warm dry climates and buildings that can have high levels of ventilation. However, it's not so useful in very humid environments, as evaporation of the water from the humidifier depends greatly on the incoming air being able to absorb it. The second strategy is indirect. The air handling unit in this strategy is operating with two air streams. One that draws cool outside air into the AHU and then passes it through a heat exchanger before venting it outside. Whilst the other airstream extracts warm air from the building, passes it through the same heat exchanger and then reintroduces it into the building. 
Neither airstream physically mixes, but the colder outside airstream is used to cool the warmer internal airstream via the heat exchanger. Now this can cool a building even without evaporative cooling, but if you apply a humidifier to the external airstream prior to the heat exchanger, you can reduce the temperature of that external airstream and get even more cooling from the system. It does, however, rely on the outside air being colder than the inside air, either before or after humidification. So again, in a very hot and humid climate, this may not be the most effective strategy. However, in temperate climates, this strategy is ideal for data centers or other secure buildings, as it reduces the risk of introducing pollutants to a building from outside. Should be noted, however, that this isn't a ventilation system, so fresh air will still need to be introduced by some other method. The third strategy is exhaust air indirect. This method also uses a heat exchanger. Warm air is extracted from the room and passed through a humidifier, where it saturates as close to 100% RH as possible. This cools the air as much as possible before it's passed through the heat exchanger and subsequently vented outside. Another airstream draws fresh air in from outside and passes it through the heat exchanger where it's cooled by the humidified and exhausted room air. The heat exchange can reduce the temperature of the incoming air by a few degrees, which doesn't replace the need for mechanical cooling, but can significantly reduce the requirement for it. This strategy can also be used in hot and humid regions as the room air that the humidifier is cooling is always dry enough to be able to absorb moisture. You have a new webinar on this subject where one of the key benefits highlighted is energy savings. Could you describe one of the case studies presented in the webinar and explain when and how the energy savings are achieved? Yeah, our webinar on the 29th of September explains the psych metrics of evaporative cooling, details each strategy and uses real life case studies to illustrate their potential. One such case study is a client we work with in the telecommunications sector. They were needing to replace mechanical cooling systems in rooms that suffered high heat gain from electronic equipment. They developed an air handling unit that uses a direct evaporative cooling strategy. Rather than using mechanical chillers to cool the room, they brought in outside air and vented the internal air. During the winter, it can run in free cooling mode without any need for evaporative cooling. But when the outside temperature rises to around 20 degrees C, the evaporative cooler switches on and increases the cooling capacity. This allows the AHU to successfully achieve the indoor target condition without ever needing mechanical cooling. In total, the new AHU strategy reduced the electrical energy consumption of the cooling system by an amazing 80% in comparison to the previous mechanical system. The opportunity for the HVAC industry is clearly exciting. How can our listeners learn more about evaporative cooling and its benefits? Alongside the webinar we have coming up, Condair also offers training on this topic in the form of a SIPSI approved CPD. We can offer these one hour training sessions either online or in person, and anyone can request one from our website at www.condair.co.uk. In fact, our website has a lot of information, downloads and case studies on this topic. For anyone wanting to learn more, it's a great place to start. It was Condair, C-O-N-D-A-I-R, .co.uk. Another online resource is a Condair website called MyCoolBlue. That's M-Y-C-O-O-L-B-L-U-E dot com. The website uses historical weather data from over 300 locations around the world to accurately calculate how much cooling can be provided 
by evaporative free air and mechanical systems for any exhaust air indirect cooling project. Simply input the parameters of the AHU and the desired indoor conditions and the system will project the cooling capacity that can be delivered across the three different methods. And lastly, I suggest if anybody wants to learn more, simply contact Condair. Our experienced sales team is always happy to talk to consultants, contractors, AHU companies about the potential savings AHU evaporative coolers can offer. Well, that's great. Uh, And we'll include the link for the webinar in the description for this podcast for our listeners. Well, Dave, thank you again for joining us today on this special edition B&E Product News Brand Leader interview podcast discussing why including evaporative cooling is such an exciting option to explore when considering state-of-the-art best practice in air conditioning in a variety of applications. Thank you for inviting me, Mick. I've enjoyed exploring this subject with you. Goodbye. Well, that's a pleasure. Cheers. For more information about Condair, please go to www.condair.co.uk. Well, thank you for joining us for this latest edition of the B&E Product News Podcast. And please stay safe. Follow us on Twitter at BE Product News to keep updated on our latest product news podcast releases. And visit us at businessnetexplorer.com to find more product news and information for specifiers and buyers in the construction and building services and associated manufacturing and energy sectors. Business Net Explorer podcasts are now available via the Apple Podcasts app, iTunes, and on Spotify. You can subscribe to access our existing content and, of course, to receive every new podcast that we publish in audio format.